Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Welcome to the DK Steelers Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Carter, running solo again. Uh, wasn't able to link up with Dale. I guess he had some busy things to do. So you're, I'm going to take you guys through today's show, getting you ready for your Wednesday. So first of all, we have to address the top news. Mike Tomlin spoke yesterday in his normal weekly uh, press conference um, on, on Tuesdays. And in doing so, Mike Tomlin did bring up uh, you know the injury concerns that we were that we were that we were looking at. Um, of course, the big names that we were all concerned about: Cameron Hayward, who was injured late against the against the Ravens; Tyson Alul, who was injured early against the Ravens; uh, Mike Hilton, who was injured against the Browns, missed the Titans, and now missed the Ravens; um, and uh, and of course Derek Want, who's been out sporadically throughout this year; um, and uh, and Jordan Dangerfield, the special teams captain. Um, but we, for the most part, we got some good news from Tomlin. Uh, Jordan Dangerfield, Derek Watt, both expected to play this week, looking good on their parts. They seem, they seem to be healthy and ready to go. Now, the other concern is, of course, you know, Cam Hayward. Uh, you know, and this was something that, as I said on this show, Dayan Kovacevic was at the stadium and he tweeted at the end of the game that, that, Cam Hayward was walking around, albeit you know dragging his foot a bit, but he was walking on his own power at, after the end of the game. And you know Hayward went down once, said it was cramps, went went down again, and they had to help him off the field. So, um, so you you know you look at that and you say uh, you you say with that, okay, what you know what happened there? It does seem like it was cramps again or something you know not serious. Mike Mitchell, former Steelers safety, tweeted earlier in the week, um, or, or no, actually not in the week, I'm sorry, on Sunday itself, he said he texted Cam Hayward and that Cam Hayward told him he was fine. Mike Tomlin says he's optimistic that Hayward would be able to play this week against the Dallas Cowboys. So big things there for him. Now Tyson Alulu, we talked about how it was reported that he, at most, he would he would, he would would just miss uh, two games. Mike Tomlin said he's day-to-day, as is Mike Hilton. So those are the two guys that we're really watching for injury-wide this week this week both of them seem like they're going to be um you know question marks all throughout the week now we do know that Cameron Sutton has played well for the Steelers and that he's filled in for Mike Hilton and that in doing so uh the Steelers have also used Steven Nelson to to bump inside and called upon Justin Lane to play outside corner and in none of the games really Justin Lane has been picked on by either Ryan Ryan Tannehill or Lamar Jackson when doing this so you have to feel kind of good that that even if Mike Hilton can't go the Steelers are ready for it but this is a running team with Ezekiel Elliott you still got to consider that especially with what the Cowboys um are going to be doing this game because on the flip side the Cowboys uh they Either they saw Andy Dalton get COVID nineteen, and he's now on the COVID nineteen list. He's on. He's ineligible to play for this. Uh, or, um, uh, for the for the for this game, which means that they have to go to their backup quarterback system. Now, here's the thing. 
We saw Ben DiNucci, Pittsburgh's own from Palm Richland. He played for the Cowboys. He got you know, and he he played he played on Sunday Night Football. He did not do well. I think he threw twenty one of forty passes. Got like hundred and twenty yards, no touchdowns. I mean, they were basically all checkdowns and trick plays and just not things that you could really count on if you're uh, if you're a football team to consistently turn out for you. Now. Um, the Cowboys uh, had an interesting development there with Jerry Jones because he took to his radio show and don't 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 get me started on what on how stupid it is that Jerry Jones has his own radio show, but he has his own radio show, and on that radio show he said you know he felt like uh, you know they couldn't really count on Ben DiNucci and that you know that the, the things kind of were going past him and it wasn't really the vote of confidence that you'd want an owner to say about the, the quarterback that you're probably going to have starting this week. Well, then it was reported from Tom Pelissoro and uh, uh, Ian Rappaport of NFL Network that Ben DiNucci wouldn't be the guy this week and that the Cowboys are looking at two quarterbacks, uh, Gilbert, uh, actually, I forget his name right now. Shoot, my, my apologies. But, uh, but, but Grant Gilbert, I think his name, and Cooper Rush. But two fourth guys are going to be competing for a fourth-string quarterback position on the Cowboys roster. So... Ultimately, the Steelers will get a chance to play against a, a, a fourth string, it looks like, quarterback this week, unless Ben DiNucci does win his spot back. Um, but uh, but right now we are um, uh, we are we are looking we are looking at a at, at a at a at a serious thing where the Steelers the Steelers are going to get a chance if they get back Cam Hayward or Tyson Alualu, and they're facing off against. You know, fourth string quarterback. This game's going to come down to stopping the run and taking Ezekiel Elliott out of the game. We've seen over the past few weeks, even when Andy Dalton was in, the production of Amari Cooper, CeeDee Lamb, Michael Gallup, all guys that, you know, fantasy wise, fantasy owners were depending on them, uh, you know, to, to, to step up big this, this year. And just hasn't happened since Dak Prescott's been out. And you're kind of seeing how important he is to the Cowboys' offense. So now, with, with these backups in, backups in those receivers that were looking like they'd be a serious challenge for what the Steelers do defensively, they might not be as big of a threat. And now you're talking about, you know, just maybe more fo more so focusing, hey, don't give up the big runs, keep Ezekiel Elliott from having a good day, and, and you may be able to have a huge day defensively where eventually, and uh, don't forget, I mean, the Cowboys' defense is very bad this year so if Ben Roethlisberger has a good day and puts up some points it allows your defense to pin its ears back take away make some big plays go for the football a little bit more and in doing so who knows we may be seeing a uh a, a, a really good situation for the Steelers this upcoming Sunday in that situation so all those are your first injury reports we'll keep you updated with that as the week rolls on we're going to cut to a quick break here we come back we got more to talk to you about your Pittsburgh Steelers back to the DK Steelers podcast. I'm your host, Chris Carter. I wanted to talk a little bit more about Avery Williamson because this is my Carter's classroom for this week. And 
I want to explain to people so they have a better understanding of what I've been talking about, what he's going to do for the Steelers. Now, Dale wrote a column about this. He wrote a whole thing about how Robert Spillane was, uh, you know, you know, was not going to just be removed as, from the from being the starter for uh, um, uh, for the Steelers. But when you look at when you look at Robert Spillane and Avery Williamson, Williamson grades a little bit higher because of his ability to stop the run. And um, you know, I don't think you could really say that Spillane's better at covering the pass than Williamson. They're both about you know average or what you expect from bigger thumper style linebackers. But what is going to happen here, and I think it's very important, is that the Steelers, they need to kind of give Spillane more space to grow. And they need to give him time to assess what he's doing on the field and take time to learn and, and focus on the things that he needs to continue to focus on to become a good player. Because the NFL comes at you very fast. It's a very fast-paced league. Everyone's firing off. Everyone's a great athlete. You know, it's not like college where sometimes you can get lucky and go up against a guy who's just like, yeah, he looks big or he looks he looks like he's dangerous, but he's not actually putting in all the work. No, all, most people put in that kind of elite work. You got to tell you get to the NFL. So I look at this situation and it reminds me of a specific uh, scenario that I've written about for DK Pittsburgh Sports before, and it was how TJ Watt came into the, came into the Steelers. Y'all remember TJ Watt came in, he excited everyone. I think he had 3 sacks in his first game against the Browns. Everyone was so excited and ready and celebrating. And then um you know his sacks died down for a while and people were wondering well what's happening with TJ Watt and like well I was like it was what I wrote about in his train his first training camp. But you looked at you looked at the uh at, at what he was doing and in training camp he only had one real pass rushing move. And during training camp, James Harrison and the Steelers linebackers and their coaches got him to learn a few more. And in that first game, you saw him exhibit more of those moves. But as the season went along, those moves kind of went away. And he went back to just using one real move and just trying to beat people with his with his explosive burst off the ball. And what the reason for that was is because every week when you're in the NFL, you get a new playbook. When you get a new playbook, you get new adjustments. When you get new adjustments, you got to learn new communications. When you got to learn new communications, that takes more practicing. And then while you're focusing on that, you're not focusing on honing in those skills that you really needed to hone in on to improve your game so that you can be the best player that you need to be and win more matchups. So that's what I think the Steelers are concerned about happening with Robert Splane. Not that Robert Splane is a TJ Watt in the making or anything like that. I'm not saying that. What I am saying is that we've seen two good performances from Robert Splane. He was solid against the Titans, had that big hit on Derrick Henry. He was very good against the Ravens, albeit he did get caught up in some of the blocking in the, uh, in the run game. But, I mean, this is a guy who picked sixth Lamar Jackson. He recovered a fumble. He led the team in tackles. He had a key breakup on third down on, on J.K. Dobbins out in space. So I look at these as major opportunities for the Steelers to get growth out of him. But here's the thing. Again, early on that's happening. But as the season rolls along, what's going to happen when he gets his fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth opponents, you know, adjustments that you got to make week to week. And then you don't see maybe him firing off as hard as he can. Maybe then you start to see him slow down a bit and that become a problem. Um, if, if that does happen... Um, you know, you're going, you need a person to kind of let him take a breather, help him assess what he's doing wrong, um, and, uh, and, and, and handle it that way. Uh, but 
but yeah, so uh, the, uh, that that's the thing. I think that Avery Williamson, he's still a thumper. He's still a, a good guy that's going to help, and he's going to help in the communication part, and that's going to take time, too. Do you not expect him to just come in? He's not going to play this upcoming weekend. Mike Tomlin didn't say he wasn't, but there's no way I can see Williamson playing this weekend. Uh, but I'd say two weeks down the line, you'll see Williamson come in. And, you know, Mike Tomlin called him a football junkie in his press conference today. So, you know, I think that's a good sign that he's a student of the game and that you can be excited that he's going to give you that. Um, but um, all in all, I still I still look at um, I still I still look at this as a situation where it's not necessarily Williamson coming in to just take Spillane's spot. It's more so about Williamson coming in and spelling Spillane and giving him a break and saying, hey, Buddy, go get up, go go on the sideline, talk to coach, see what you got to do to to get better here. Come back in and you'll sub in for me, and then I'll do the same thing. And when you do that, when you give the guys that aren't the the big players that that, that make the big plays, you give the role players a breather like that. Usually they perform better because then you're putting them in smaller sample sizes. You're not forcing them to make plays every play. And then because the thing is, once time adds up and you get play after play after play after play after play, it all starts to mold together when you're that player. And you saw that with TJ Watt again, his rookie season. You really didn't see him start to put it together with his pass rush moves until his second year in 2018. And then that's when everyone was like, "Whoa, TJ Watt!" And, and now you know him as the TJ Watt. That's going. That's crushing everyone um so um again i'm not saying avery williamson's going to turn robert spillane to tj watt what i am saying is that he's going to make it easier for spillane to continue to absorb what it means to play inside linebacker for the steelers on a consistent basis he's done fine now but eventually with younger players and inexperienced players like spillane you're going to run into situations where they start to forget or start to overlook or start to to do things that you that 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 you thought they weren't going to do because they didn't do them early on when you first saw them start playing. So that's the big thing there. When Tomlin says Avery Williams a football junkie, that means he's going to be a quick study. I think they're going to find a way to account for that. Keep an eye on on, on that storyline as the week goes on. Okay, going to cut to one more break. When we come back, it's don't get me started time. What got me started? Well, find out after this. Welcome back to the DK Steelers Podcast. I'm Chris Carter, and you're listening to Don't Get Me Started! Don't get me started with people trying to make excuses for Bill Belichick now. This is Don't Get Me Started, the rant segment of the DK Steelers Podcast. Well... This stems back to a conversation I observed on ESPN about last Friday. And this was between Marcus Spears, Ryan Clark, and Mina Kimes on the NFL Live show on ESPN. A good show that I do watch. I like some of their conversations. But I look at um, I, I look at one of the conversations they had. And, you know, Bill Belichick and the Patriots, they're not doing so hot right now. And I'm understating that. They're stinking right now. They're 2-5. and five. They're way back in the division. They're being beaten by the Dolphins, who are 4-3. and three. 
and Bills, who are 6-2. and two. Now, granted, they're still not as bad as the Jets, but we will find out how bad because the, the, the Patriots at 2-5 and five play the 0-8 Jets this, this Monday night. If the Jets find a way to win that game, it would be the most hilarious embarrassment um, in Bill Belichick's memory right now. But the point being was that Mina Kimes and Marcus Spears, they were willing to make all these excuses for Bill Belichick. And he's even making for himself. He said, you know, hey, he said uh, yesterday, uh, you know, to, to the media, he's like, hey, we sold out to win three Super Bowls. That's what, that, that's your answer. Trying to make excuses for how bad, why the, the team is as bad as it is now. Now, of course, Tom Brady's gone, and that's the obvious factor there and all that. But the point is, is that, and what Ryan Clark brought up, and I thought he did a great job, a great, great job by bringing this up, is that that's never been an excuse for anybody else. Now, granted, Bill Belichick has six Super Bowl rings as a head coach for the Patriots. He's earned a whole lot, a whole lot of keep there. But even when Tom won a Super Bowl, when he didn't even have a losing season, when it was just a a questionable season, what happened? Oh, I gotta get rid of Tom. Oh, what's going on, Dave? And and not just the local Yahoos that that say it every year because they're local Yahoos, but the you know the the you know the the national pundits they question does Mike Tomlin know what he's doing? I I mean if you guys remember you know Stephen A. Smith on his show and first take on ESPN he used to say things like oh uh, Mike Tomlin doesn't know what it, know how to assemble an offensive line. And that was back in the early 2010s. And all of a sudden, the Steelers assembled an, an offensive line that was one of the best in the league. And then the same thing was said about a secondary. And, and Mike Tomlin was actually on Stephen A. Smith's first take a, a, a year or two ago. And he brought that up. He's like, you used to talk about my offensive line the way you talk about my secondary now. I suggest you learn your lessons from before. And he was right. But point being, no coach can turn a horrible roster into Super Bowl champions. It just doesn't happen. You may be able to squeak some wins out where other coaches couldn't, but this is too talented and organized of a league for very bad teams to consistently win in the NFL. And that's the thing, is that when you had Tom Brady with Bill Belichick, Tom Brady erased a lot of problems. I think Tom Brady erased a lot of the GM problems that Bill Belichick has. Because if you look at his, at his draft career... Or his, you know, his 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 so their, their selections over the years, a lot of questionable picks in there, and people seem to uh, seem to want to make the give Bill Belichick that space to say, hey, oh, you know what, it's okay, and I agree that it's not a it's not a bad thing, you know. Event all dynasties fall, all great teams eventually end, and um. I don't. I don't think it. You know, I'm, I'm not all that shocked about the Patriots and where they are. I do look at this as a case of mm, maybe, um, you know, maybe maybe when I, when I look at this, I see Bill Belichick getting a little bit more favor than he should. But by and large, I still. I you know, as a, as an evaluator, like I'm not coming out here and saying, man, they should fire Bill Belichick. But my, but my my sense of irony here is that I would say that about both him and Tomlin in these situations. But there are plenty out there who are cutting those excuses for Belichick that wouldn't cut them for Tomlin or for Sean Payton or for other coaches in the NFL. So I thought it was very astute 
of Ryan Clark to point that out and to aggressively do so because he got kind of loud with them. And he was, I, I liked his approach to it. I thought he was very smart with it. But I look at this and I'm just like, man, get out of here. How are you going to give Bill Belichick this, this benefit of the doubt and ignore all these losses and embarrassing losses? Like people are trying to put it on Cam Newton that he's being called upon every single play to make the plays because Bill Belichick hasn't assembled a roster that is other than him. I mean, he's the Patriots offense. They go as he goes. When he's out, they stink. I really think that there's a big chance that um, that that Mike Tomlin is going to continue to have a very strong year, and it's going to be a signature year after going eight and eight and truly eight and six without Ben Roethlisberger last year. So all things all things aside, I think Ryan Clark was on point there, and I'm just tired of people giving Bill Belichick a pass, and then, but then not giving other coaches that have won Super Bowls a pass. Just seems a little much for me. But y'all got me started. And this has been Don't Get Me Started here on the DK Steelers Podcast. Thanks so much for listening to the show. We are on Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, anywhere podcasts are hosted. Please leave a five-star review with a positive comment. Doing so really helps out the show. We've got a lot coming at you this week. We will hopefully have Dale on for the Friday episode of the week. I'll be back in the ears running the show. So tomorrow, getting you ready for your Thursday. Till then, see you soon, Steelers fans.